Blog Talk Radio.
I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start the year off with us touching it agree and let's pray. Father God, we come to you on tonight, God, asking you to open up our ears, open up our hearts, that we receive your word on tonight, God. Teach us how to decrease that you may increase. God, teach us how to see ourselves. Before we judge others, God, teach us how to judge ourselves. Before we see the wrong in others, God, Teach us how to see ourselves. When someone tell us who we are, God, teach us how to investigate and see ourselves. So, God, we just ask you for your mercy and your grace. God, we thank you for another day. We're only six days into the new year, God. We're asking you for mercy and grace over our country, over our cities, over our states, over our neighborhoods, God, over our neighbors, over our families. God, everything that's concerning us, we ask you for your mercy and your grace. God, we thank you for another opportunity to come before you. In Jesus' name, amen. So we're going to start over. I'm going to say to Facebook Live again and for Blog Talk for the first time tonight. This is Smile 3E, Iron Sharpening Iron Ministries. The program is called Let's Talk. So let us talk about what this ministry stands on. It stands on the scripture of Matthew 6 to 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. So on tonight, what I'm asking you all to add on to yourself is, I'm sorry, to add on to you is yourself. I said that because... Um, Within the last six months, we have had a lot of loss in our family, great losses. And we are a family that was raised up to be close-knit, but as we know, as life goes on, we, it's like in the words, as life goes on, life takes on its own meaning because everybody seems to get their own family. And with that right there with families, I'm going to say, I remember growing up, and I remember the way we were taught. We were taught to fear God, love God, and serve God. Not that we always did it in that order, or not that we did it, but we did know right from wrong. So... I I was talking to God, and I was saying, God, I thank you for how far you have brought me. I ministered a little while back about what God did for me growing up to my teen and my early young adult. But tonight I want to talk about when I realized what was said about me was true. I'll sit back. I hope y'all can understand that. What I realized what was said about me was true. Hey, Marilyn, how are you? Thanks for tuning in. Please share. As I was growing up, I realized when I came into myself, when I understood who I was, uh-huh. Ladies, you come on, go with me now. Come on and go with me. When I understood who I was, hey, Pastor, thank you for looking in. When I understood who I was and I understood what I was about and I understood what I could do with what I had, what I could do about what I had, and I understood who I was, I began, began to walk in that thing. And walking in that thing, I became... The uh, three words we know. It came about me, myself, and I. Mm. Sound like a book, sound like a movie, sound like a good song. At one time, it sounded like a good idea. As my sister, Apostle Alexa, says, some people say that's a good idea. I was very, very 
very selfish. It was all about me, myself, and I. I didn't like the word, the two letters, N and O. If I heard the letters N and O, it needed to be something come behind it, like a T for not, a W for now, another couple of letters come behind it, nothing, or, uh, you know what I'm saying, notified, notification, or notice. Uh, that's what I had to have behind that because you weren't going to tell me no because that's not what I wanted to hear. And if you said it to me, I was through with you. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it. So I remember if I wanted something, I told you what I wanted. You know, it's about me, myself, and I, and her cousin. I want, I need, and I got to have. I know y'all know about this. You're probably still operating with them now. They're probably still some of your best friends. I need, I want, and I got to have. So as I went on in life, I had um, got married even though I was selfish. And I remember I got pregnant, and my husband told me I was pregnant. And when I got pregnant, now, mind you, I'm married, but I'm still selfish. Mm-hmm. It's still about me, myself, and I. I want, I need, and I got to have. So when I got pregnant, realized something. I was being responsible for somebody else's life, not just being responsible, but I was carrying another life in me. And I remember breaking down crying, saying, God, they told me I couldn't have children because I had the solid fever, and they told me I couldn't have children because of this and because of that. I said, God, why would you give me a child, and I'm going, I'm close to 40. I said, God, um, this don't seem right. And I said, maybe it's a mistake. You know, um, maybe I'm not pregnant. And I told you, my husband told me I was pregnant. So I decided when I went to work, I was working at Cook County Hospital, and uh, I was going to take this flu shot. It was some type of shot they said we needed because I worked in a hospital. They uh, said that I couldn't take the shot, and I left. I did a, a pregnancy test, and I told them I had to worry about that because I didn't, I wasn't pregnant. I couldn't have children, but they made me take the test anyway for documentation. So when I took the test, and they, it kept being put off for giving me the shot, and I didn't know, I didn't know why, but God knew why. But after about 15, 20 minutes, after they gave me the results of the test saying negative, they called back around to my department and said, have you took the shot yet? And I said, no, I haven't. I'm about to. They said, don't take it because your test has changed. You are pregnant. You are early in your pregnancy. And it was like, it's unusual. We don't normally see nothing like that after the test has been negative or comes showing a negative reading. It don't change. But this test changed, so I decided I'm going to go around and see for myself. I did, and it was positive, but I decided I was going to, uh, take that urine, I get some more urine, urine in a cup, and test myself, and they all came back saying the same thing. But a long story short, I remember talking to my husband because I was crying because I did not want to be pregnant. I wanted to still be about me, myself, and I. I had so much things I wanted to do. I had so many places I wanted to go. I had so much stuff I needed, I wanted, and I had to have. That was me. See, that's what I wanted. But I, 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 don't, I can't tell you that God's plan was the same as my plan. You know, he said his ways are not our ways and his thoughts are not our thoughts. So it had to be now about what God wanted. So once I found out I was pregnant, I shared with my mom. 
<laughs> I said, Mom, you won't believe. But see, my mom was saved and sanctified, and she was what they would call a seer. And she had told me, she said, what, she pregnant? And I looked and I said, yeah. So she said, okay. My mom started talking to me again about God, that things don't always work the way we want them to work, but when God gives us a gift or God gives us something and we know that nobody but God did it, we have to give it back to God. So I'm not going to tell you I didn't know what she was talking about because I did because we was raised up in a sanctified home and we went to a sanctified church and everything we did was about sanctified, sanctification, as the other people would call holy road. That's how I grew up. So I went to work and I was thinking about it and all I could hear God say to me is, this is my plan. I, see, I needed some structure in my life. I needed some um, stability. I, I needed to stop being myself. Hmm. I, stop, I needed to stop being selfish. I needed to stop being who I was. So when I realized I was pregnant with my son, the first thing I did was gave him back to God. Even when I was carrying him in my womb, I gave him back to God. I said, Lord, you gave me this child. I knew from the beginning it would be a boy. I can't explain to you, but I knew God was going to give me a son, that he was not going to give me a daughter, not at this time. God was going to give me a son. So I asked God to bless my pregnancy. And there was a lot of things going on in my life and in my family at the time that I began to talk to God more, and I said, God bless this pregnancy because I don't think I'm going to go for a term. I said, but God, you gave me this child. I'm going to give it back to you, even in my womb. I want you to change my appetite. I want you to change the way I go about things, change the way I do things. I want you to change things with this pregnancy because I believe this is a gift from you. So when I turned seven months, the day I turned seven months, um, my mother told me I was in labor. I didn't believe I was in labor because I had just turned seven months. I couldn't be in labor because I needed to go nine, two more months, you know, to give birth. I needed to be nine months pregnant, you know. So she kept saying, baby, you in labor. I said, no, mama. She said, yeah, you are because you are walking around, you cleaning up, you can't rest. I couldn't stand up because I was in pain. I couldn't lay down because I was in pain. I couldn't sit down because I was in pain. I just was in pain all the time. She kept saying, you are in labor. So I finally got myself together this Friday night, me and my brother George. We had went somewhere, and I told him, I said, George, I'm going to go home. And he said, home? I said, no, I think I'm going to take myself to the hospital. So I took myself to the hospital, for a long story short, and when I went in there to see the doctor, they told me I was in labor. And I couldn't believe it because I was only seven months pregnant. Now, mind you, I'm in shock because I'm seven months pregnant and I'm in full labor. Anyway, my son was coming out, but he was coming out foot first. And I was saying to the doctor, can't you push it back in, can't you push it back in? He said, no, you never had a baby, so there's no room. We're going to have to do emergency C-section. So when they did the emergency C-section, before they did the emergency C-section, I was in so much pain, and, and the midwife was sent to prepare me for emergency C-section, but the doctor said, let me do an ultrasound. So they did an ultrasound to see what was going on because the baby was coming out foot first. Now, mind you, the umbilical cord was tied around his neck. Now, this is a selfish person that's pregnant, but at the same time, because I gave him back to God in my womb, God blessed the pregnancy. They said, not only are we going to give her a C-section, 
but we got to take the cord from around the baby's neck. So after they delivered my child, they gave him, they laid him on my chest, but before they laid him on my chest, a first cousin of mine called and said, I, you know, she got the, they brought me the phone while I was in, getting ready to have a C-section. She said, tell them don't cut you because I'm on my way. And I always called her my sister. Her name is Dora Collins. And, uh, but we're first cousins. She showed up in time for my baby to be born. So I couldn't believe that she showed up before they did the C-section. But once they did the C-section and they brought my child forth, I remember the first thing I said was, God, here he is. I give him to you. Before I gave him a name, before I did anything, I gave him back to God. And I knew right then and there that I was responsible for somebody else's life. Now, mind you, my family still saw me as ran, Renee, selfish, didn't care about nobody else but what I wanted, I needed, and I had to have. Okay? I remember some cousins coming to me, and I don't think they did it out of anger or whatever, but I think they did it out of the respect for the the child. I really believe they did as time went on. But at first I was angry because I couldn't believe they said something like that to me. They said, if you find yourself where you don't want to be a, a mother, you want to continue to live your life, you would give me your child, give me the birth certificate, social security card, and a letter saying that you surrender all rights. And I looked at them very angry and said, why would I do that? Not knowing that how I was living and the way I was living showed that I was selfish. <clears throat> Excuse me. I didn't care about nothing and nobody but myself. So they call themselves helping me out, but I began to pray and say, God, why would they say that to me? Why would they approach me like that? Why would they bring that uh, to me, you know? And, I mean, I wouldn't say, but I was confused. Why would they say that? And I started hearing different pastors and hearing different um, people talk and started talking to people and family members and ones I really cared about and I knew they cared about me. They was like, we know you selfish. You are very selfish. And I had to take it to God, and God had to start showing me, what have you done for anybody? If somebody asks you for something, you ain't never to help. You don't never want to help. You don't never. It was all about you, 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 you. And when I realized that what they said was true, I had to come to the conclusion that when, you know, we say this thing that when somebody show you themselves, believe it. I had to come to the conclusion when I saw myself, I had to believe it. I had to start praying, Lord, let me decrease so that you may increase. Lord, let me see people the way you see people. Lord, don't just let me look at them as that's a man over there, that's a woman. Lord, let me see people the way you see people. And I was, I started talking more to the saints, and I started desiring to hear God's word more. I started going to church more. And I started noticing that when I asked God to change my appetite, he did. I was living a lifestyle of free and go lucky and like the army. I was being all I could be. Y'all better hear me. I was being all I could be. And I thank God that he kept me. I thank God that he didn't let me catch nothing. He didn't let me get caught up on nothing. He didn't let me get strung out. He let, I'm, I'm not trying to hurt nobody's feelings, and I'm not talking about nobody. I'm talking about me. 
And I started realizing that I was who they said I was. Mm. You know, we know the word of God say that David was told, you are that man. You are who. I was who they said I was. And I started asking God to give me a heart of flesh. I started asking God to minister to me. I I I I said, God, I don't want to be this person no more. I don't want to be so selfish that if I see somebody in need, I look at them and be like, I hope you get it. Mm. Well, keep praying about it. I had to get to the place. I said, God, break that. God, if you have to break me to get me out of this place, God, break that. Because when you are selfish, everybody's at fault. Turn it around. But you. Everybody's at fault but you. You don't want to understand self because you think it's all about me, myself, and I. I had to go to God every day. Still to this day, God, don't let me get so caught up in me. I don't see the need for others because you said that I owe no man nothing but to love him. You said, love thy neighbors, I love myself. God, you told me to see about the elderly. You you told me to care about somebody else other than my, myself. You said, if I care about your needs, which God needs us to carry on his word, God needs us to be witnesses, God needs us to do what we have to do. If I get about God's needs, if I take care of his house, He'll take care of mine. And I'm saying that to you all tonight to let you know that we have some people out here in this new year that brought some stuff over from last year. If you still see yourself where you was at, you know, a lot of us want to make resolutions. I don't make no resolution except, God, I want to make a resolution I want to get closer to you. I ain't going to tell y'all I'm losing no weight. I ain't going to tell you all that I'm going to start dieting. I ain't. No. I'm not going to tell you none of that because I ain't going to do it. I see some pork chops and oxtails. Guess what? I'm going in. Mm-hmm. I see some chocolate cake with white icing or some red velvet. <laughs> I'm going in. Don't let me see no black walnut ice cream. I'm going in. But what I'm doing right now is putting myself in a position that, God, when I see something in me that don't honor you, God, teach me how to go in. I want to be in a place that I'm not selfish no more. I want to be in a place where I can tell on myself. See, a lot of times, we could tell God about what we see. Other people, God changed them. They need to change that. God, this year, 23, it's about me. I need to get myself right with you, Lord. Because like I say, these last six months, we have lost some great losses in our family. And we've had plans. And I don't want to leave this world without doing what God told me to do. I don't want to leave this world without saying what God told me to say. Now, my ministry is not your ministry. I was speaking with a cousin on today, with Felicia, we call her Fee, and she was sharing some things with me, and I admitted to her that at one point in my life, I was very selfish. If you don't believe God can save anybody, close your eyes real quick. Open them up and look at the video. Look at the uh, Facebook Live. 
listen to me on blog talk. God saved me. If you don't believe that God would take anybody and turn their life around, again, look up, listen up. God saved me. We don't have to look a certain way. We don't have to walk a certain way. See, if my ministry that God gave me, if you try to come talk to the people that I've been around, they'll look at you and be like, get away from me. But if I try to go to them, they'll be like, change. God has did a work on her. I mean, it's like you have to know where God called you to. Like we said before, last year, you have to know your assignment. Your assignment is still the same this year. You just have to stay on your assignment. You have to stay focused. When you know that God has given you an assignment, don't try to be nobody else. Don't try to do what somebody else do because, see, now you're being selfish because you're not walking in God's calling. You're walking in what somebody else told you. A lot of us don't want to admit I'm a copycatter. I don't know if it's the right word, but we don't want to admit that we're not doing what God told us to do. We're doing what somebody else told us to do. We're copycatting off of what they told us. I believe and trust God. If I'm going to be selfish, I'm going to be selfish about the way I worship God. I'm not going to let you and nobody else tell me that God is not real. I'm not going to let you or nobody else get in front of me and tell me that God don't work miracles. See, I know God do. I got a star on my chest. I got a star on my neck. I got a star on my face. I got a star in my head. My foot was once cut off in an accident. They put it back on. Don't tell me what God won't do. Because God has a plan for your life, God would do what he needs to do to get your attention. I don't want to go in with one eye. I don't want to go in with one arm. I don't want to go in with one leg. But if that's the plan that God has for me, I have to do what God has told me to do. When I realized how selfish I was, when I realized how selfish I had been, I had to come to myself and ask God to deliver me, to heal me, to fix me, because I didn't want to be selfish no more. I didn't want to be about me, myself, and I. I wanted to be what God called me to be. I wanted to be somebody that said, if you want to call me this, you can call me that. But I'm going to ask God, what did he call me? If you want to say this or you want to say that about me, I want to say, God, what do you say? I really don't care about people judging me now because I made a decision to stop being selfish and start being who God has called me to be. You can run. You can't hide. <coughs> Excuse me. You can run. You can try to prolong the plans that God has for you. But one thing I do know is God has put favor in my life, on my life, and God has caused me to be favored among people. So when you get to a place that God has put you in and you know people are watching you, I've read it and i heard other people say, we are epistles read. Uh, when people are reading you, what are they saying? I got tired of them saying I was selfish. I got tired of them doubting my abilities. I got tired of them doubting what God had for me. I was told as a little girl, God is going to use you. 
but we cannot give God our assignment. We have to ask God for our assignment. And then we have to stay faithful with asking God how to go about this assignment. So when you sit back and you decide you don't want to be selfish no more, when you sit back and you decide that God is a God of everything, everybody, that God has a plan for you, when you decide that you're going to stop playing with it and start praying with it, uh, I'm going to say it again, you're going to stop P-L-A-Y-I-N-G, playing with it, and you're going to stop P-R-A-Y-I-N-G and start praying with it. When you decide that you want to let God be Lord, when you decide that you want to let God be the head, when you decide you're going to let God be God in your life, you are going to find yourself where you don't worry as much. Uh, See, we hear me. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. We human. We don't always uh, depend on God right away because sometimes we think, um, how could I put this? Sometimes we think, uh, I can see my way through this. But we have to keep realizing, acknowledge God in all things. All things are possible. Yes, through Jesus Christ, all things are possible. But we have to keep remembering that we must acknowledge God with all things. Stop being selfish. I've been learning to love God through it all, through the pain. Because i got to remember growing up I was taught, unselfishly taught by the earlier saints that God said I would understand by and by. I may not understand it now, but I will understand it later. I may not understand it now, but God has a plan concerning everybody's life. And when we learn to get out of the way, when we learn to sit back, relax, when we learn to, when we learn that all of our answers is When we learn that we cannot do it by ourselves, when we learn that the only way is God's way, when we learn this, we're going to be all right. I had to really come to the conclusion that I was just who they said I was. I was selfish. I didn't have all the answers. I don't have all the answers. Even Jesus had a team. (laughs) Oh, my God. Even Jesus had a team. And he let them express themselves to him. And at the same time, he taught them. And I have to be a team in Christ. Smile 3E Iron Shopping Iron has a ministry team. And on this team, God has taught us to be transparent. God has prophets, apostles, pastors, teachers, ministers, elders. He has us all on this and we are sharing God's word with you. We are sharing what God has brought us from with you because God has no respect to person. You don't have to look one way. You don't have to dress a certain way. You don't have to drive a certain vehicle. You don't have to live in a certain zip. You don't have to make a certain amount of money. God will take anybody, anywhere, anytime, 
and use them. Just stop being selfish. Ask God to be your Lord and Savior. Ask God to give you your tools. Ask God to teach you how to use the gift. Don't plan it. Don't take your light and hide it on a hill. Take what God has given you. Give it back to God. Ask him to sanctify it. Ask him to teach you how to use it so that he will get the glory out of it. Don't be selfish. Because when I think about what God has done for me, when I think about how God has brought me forth, you know, I know a lot of y'all probably be on that, oh, she just be talking. You know why I just be talking? See, at one time I was real loud. I was real loud. I was the loudest one in the room. Yes, yes, yes. Always making noise. Mm. You want to say always being things, always being hurt. But now I've set my lifestyle that God has given me, he has taught me to be quiet. When somebody told you, you'll be so quiet now. Glory be to God. I ain't cursing nobody out. I ain't talking crazy. I ain't threatening nobody. Because, see, I found out something. That the Jesus in me wants you to know that he can change anything, anybody. He can quiet down a spirit. If God can quiet down a storm over a sea, what makes you think he can't calm down a storm within you? I thank God for what he's done for me. I thank God for how he delivered me. I remember growing up how certain family members only wanted to deal with me when they wanted my mom and dad to send me over to visit because their daughter, their son was having problems because, as they say, I I know how to use these hands, these paws, that I would come over there and take care of a situation for them. But I thank God that he calmed that down in me. As Cecilia said, her parents, I don't have to be like that no more. God is still working on me. I want you all to know that. God is still working on me. We all have strongholds. We're fighting. We're all in a place where we're saying, God, I'm not perfect. I'm far from it. But, God, if you're not tired of delivering me, I'm not tired of being delivered. I want to be able to hear God say, good and faithful servant, when my time comes. I don't want to still be in a place of, well, I'm going to let God, you know, God, use me. Use me, Lord. While I'm sitting here talking to you all, if you could only see my inside, if you only could know what God has done, if you only could know what God has brought me from, if you only could know God will do it for you if you only could know. Yeah, I said could know. See, some of us don't want to know. Some of us figure, I, I got to tomorrow. He does not promise tomorrow. Tomorrow is not promised to nobody. So I suggest you get before God tonight, if not right now, and just say these words. Say it with me. Lord, I repent of not doing what you said I should do. Lord, I repent of not committing my service to you. Lord, I repent of not asking you to forgive me, to save me. God, teach me how to decrease so that you may increase and get the glory out of my life. Lord, be my Lord and Savior. Come into my life. Teach me, O Lord. Teach me, oh God. Give me the strength. Give me the desire. Give me the heart. Give me the want to be who you said I am. God, I thank you. I thank you. In Jesus' name, I pray that you hear my prayers, oh God. Amen. See, a lot of us want to wake up and 
everything's done. No. You didn't get here overnight. Allow God to change things. But God going to do some things immediately. But some things we're going to have to work for. So I'm just saying, ask God to change your selfish heart and ask him for his heart. So I hope somebody got something out of the little conversation I wanted to have with you all tonight. I hope you all um, share this. I hope someone that's looking at it now or in the replay gets something out of it because God is the God of every day, yesterday, today, tomorrow, forevermore. The only thing changes with God is us. We left our first love. God never quit us. We quit him. And if we ever get to the point where we understand that we can be all that God has called us to be, we're going to be okay. And I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you for listening in on tonight. I thank you all for taking the time out because this is a Friday night and you could be doing anything, but I thank you for taking the time. I thank you for looking at this on the replay. So we're going to stop right now. We're going to pause and see if anyone on Blog Talk have anything they would like to say. The lines are open. Please speak at this time. From Minister Kaiser, this is Mother Tony, and I just want to thank you for uh, being so transparent and helping us to be reminded that uh, we need to be selfish for God <laughs> and that we God came in and changed our lives. We are not who we used to be. We are who God has transformed us to be. And so in that, we uh, get to to give him glory and praise. So I just thank you for your faithfulness, for you coming on and, 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 and hearing what he is telling you to do and that you're doing. So praise God that it will bless others and people will know that, that they don't have to live in the, in, in the state of misery. They can be in the place of, of mercy and grace. And so we just want them to be encouraged tonight to live for the Lord. And, and and to give up those ways, give up those things that are not going to profit you and to just to depend on God because he has everything that you want. It is your, um, it is, it's your scripture that says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all things, all these things will be added unto you. And these things is everything that they think they want. He has it. And sometimes when you really get to embrace God and, and to live for him, you uh, some of those things you don't want anymore because they're not what you desire. You now desire what he desires for you. So be Amen. encouraged, sister. Keep on doing what you're doing, and God Thank has a so great much. reward for you. Thank you so much, Mother Tony. Thank you so much. Is there anyone else? Amen. Um, uh, you know, I'm going to call you by the recent nickname that we've given each other, and that is um, you're my Paris and I'm your London. And although um, many people called you a selfish person, um, I may have said that, but I called you more of a protector than um, a selfish person. And when I look at the young ladies now um, on YouTube and stuff, I realize that Paris actually liked fighting, so she liked her assignment as a protector. And I thank God that you are enjoying your journey and your assignment that he's given you to share the gospel and to share the transparency of how he changes us. Um, and so keep obeying God and keep letting the people know that um, God doesn't uh, need perfect people. That's why he's perfecting us, and none of us are perfect. So thank you. Amen. Thank you so much, Apostle. 
Is there anyone else, please, at this time? Okay, we thank you all for tuning in. Like I said earlier, um, a lot of times we get it twisted. We're so worried about what other people think of us. But the sad part about it is they have no heaven or hell to put you in. But if you allow them to drag you through hell on earth, you will be there and then you're going to die and go to hell. What I had to find out in life was it don't matter if people are grinning in your face. There was a song years ago that said, Smiling faces show no traces of the evil that lurks within. You will have people around you that are selfish because they want what you have. They the, they will see the anointing on you, uh, the anointing on your life, or they don't they won't know what it is they're looking at. But one thing they will know is something that you have that they want. So when you realize that you are selfish, start looking at the people around you and see what that selfish spirit is calling. You know, I, I don't know. I keep hearing my mom in my head right now keep saying, what profits a man to gain the world and loses his soul in the end? And one thing I do know that walking down that road of selfishness, it was like my mom used to always tell us about the the, the eye of a needle and the road, the wide road, I don't want to be seen as one way. Mother Tony said it, I want to be selfish for God. And what I mean by that is I want to take my worship and make it that I am truly worshiping God in spirit and truth that my worship can't be your worship. So that's the only place I want to be selfish at right now. I want to be selfish with telling you about the love of God. I want to be selfish with spreading good news. I want to be selfish with telling you that God will save you right now. You don't have to wait for Sunday. You don't have to wait till you get to the church. A lot of us have to realize the church is right here. Don't let the building fool you. The building is where the worshipers get together and worship together, praise God together. But get on your knees, whether you're in the kitchen, the bathroom, the living room, the bedroom, the closet, wherever, at work, at a break room, wherever. Get on your knees and repent and ask God to save you. Be selfish about your life. Be selfish about the, your everlasting life. Be selfish about how God sees you. Stop worrying about what other people think, other people say, because they're going to have an opinion of you one way or the other. But I'm selfish with, about what I think about what God thinks about me. So I thank you all for joining in. I thank you all for taking the time out to look and listen to this service live or in the replay or the archive on the Blog Talk Ministry Radio World Wide Web. I thank you all for just knowing that God is God. It's a time to be selfish and a time not to be. Know when it's time to be selfish for good, for the glory of God, because you're selfishly giving his word out because you're sharing what you to hear it in your heart. So, um, again, our foundational scripture is Matthew 6 and 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Um, on Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, is our very own apostle like Dr. Cecilia Kaiser, Minister Margo, and uh, Minister Brandon Kaiser. That's on Sunday. And this Monday coming up is the second Monday of the month, which will be Pastor Servant 
Troy Thomas at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time is our pastor servant Troy Thomas. And next Friday will be Prophet Antoine Thomas at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I want you all to know that this ministry is appointed and anointed by God. I want you all to keep our very own minister, Margot McCord. Please keep her uplifted in your prayers. God is doing a new thing in her life. God is talking to her heart. God is talking to her body. Her body is lining up with the word of God. I want you all to keep every one of these ministers that's associated with this ministry in your prayers and other different ministers that you know and people of God. Keep them in your prayers. Don't be selfish with your prayer life. Pray for someone else. Pray for not just your family, not just your loved ones, not just your friends, not just your neighbors, but pray for your different cities. Pray for your different states. Pray for your government. Because one thing we need to know that God holds the king's heart in his hand. If you stop being selfish and think about others, God is going to take care of you. So I want you all to please come back. Come back and continue to support this ministry Sunday through Friday. You won't be disappointed because you're going to hear the true word of God, and God is going to truly, truly have something for you to hear if you just come back. So we love you with the love of the Lord. There's nothing you can do about it. Good night, everyone.